Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello, I'm Mary Tweed, an instructor with British Nordic Walking, and I'd like to give you a big welcome to Walking On Air, the podcast for the Nordic Walking community. Here we talk to experts and learn about the benefits of walking in general and Nordic walking in particular, as well as other great tips for well-being and improved health. I have a great episode in store for you today. I will be talking to Tracy Reeve, owner of Nordic Walking Watford. Tracy is an instructor with Nordic Walking UK. She now takes part in endurance walking and is passionate about encouraging people to get active through Nordic walking so they too can experience the full range of benefits. She firmly believes that Nordic walking has something to offer everyone, from those who haven't exercised for some time through to the extremely fit who train regularly. 
Tracy and I met virtually a few weeks ago on a webinar when Tracy delivered an interesting and articulate presentation on the importance of pace in Nordic walking. I really enjoyed her talk and found it fascinating, and it certainly gave me food for thought. I really hope that you will find her equally as inspiring. Welcome to Walking On Air, Tracy Reeve from Watford Nordic Walking. It's lovely to have you here today. It's lovely to be with you, Mary. I've listened avidly to your other podcasts, so um, I'm delighted to, to be here with you on this one. Oh, that's very kind of you to say so, and we are delighted to have you here. I'd like to start by asking all my guests how they first got into Nordic walking. So what was it that inspired you? Okay, so if we go back to 2012, um, I'd just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I had a couple of years worth of surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy. Um, And while I came out of that disease-free, and obviously I'm eternally grateful to be disease-free, I lost all of my overall fitness and energy Uh, and I was really struggling. I had two young daughters and to just walk them to school, you know, was a real effort for me. So I knew that I wanted something better. And I think one of your other speakers um, actually mentioned uh, this phrase. I wanted to be thriving, not just surviving. Um, And so I knew that I wanted to work on my own health and well-being. I'd always enjoyed walking, both as a child with my family and then uh, in the scout movement when I was in my teens. Um, And so I thought, well, walking is something I know I can do. I'm comfortable with it. So I looked for a local Nordic walking group and found Nordic Walking Watford, my local group, uh, and started from there so I did my learn to Nordic walk course um, and I just started with one walk a week and I think that's an important message to get across I often say this while there's lots of government guidelines about how often we should exercise um, you know three times a week and so many minutes um, your goals have to be realistic and achievable as well and so set yourself a goal that you can achieve so make it one one is more than none um, and that's how I started I just did one walk a week gradually increased as I was able to fit Nordic walking into my, my lifestyle and my family life um, and then I went on to become a walk leader which was great because it gave me a commitment to um, to deliver Nordic walks from you know for the walkers uh, and then trained as an instructor and took over Nordic Walking Watford in 2019 So, yes, that's my history with my local group and Nordic Walking. That's a really fantastic story. And actually, you make such a good point there, because I think some people think, oh, if I'm going to get fit, I've got to commit to five hours a week or something. And that can be completely off putting. Whereas actually, as you say, just start small and then you can slowly build it it into your life, can't you? So what are the benefits? What are the benefits that you personally have found in that time that you've been walking regularly? Okay, so for me, um, a significant increase in fitness and and fairly quickly with Nordic walking, I think as well, which is one of the great things about it. I improved my strength, my stamina, my energy levels, which was fabulous because I I needed to run around after my two girls. Uh, Weight loss, which which was fabulous as well. And, you know, following on from my cancer treatment, it gave me everything I wanted, but more as well. I noticed um, it had a real positive effect on my mental health. And I wouldn't say I particularly struggled with my mental health, but I just noticed that when I Nordic walk, uh, I'm kind of, it sets me up for the day, if you like. I'm kind of on a a good place, in a good place mentally. Um, And also the friendships, so unexpected, but wonderful friendships to come out of Nordic walking with groups um, and in a community. Uh, So those, yeah, those are the benefits for me, which I've loved. And have you noticed similar benefits with your clients? 
Yes, certainly. Um, very similar benefits. I think people Nordic walk for different reasons. Uh, and that's one of the best things about Nordic walking. It can help on so many levels. So yes, across our clients, we notice weight loss, big and small, improved fitness, strength, improved balance, um, helping to reverse some medical conditions, you know, pre-diabetic people along with diet, um, reducing blood pressure medications um, and the effects on mental health as well I think they're less tangible but equally as important as the physical the physical benefits um, and there's a real sense of community as well and that's something that I've really tried to create with Nordic Walking Watford um, you know a really strong support network and friendships and I think particularly over this last year that's really helped in you know difficult times. Absolutely. I think that that sense of community is part of what helps them um, reduce mental health problems and makes Nordic walking such a compelling um, and addictive form of exercise. People want to come back because they've got that that shared community, haven't they? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, very important. And so what aspect do you actually find the most rewarding about Nordic walking? So for me, it's definitely the teaching. Uh, there's a real sense of achievement and pride when you see clients progress, not only when you're doing the initial course with them from the start to the finish, but as they start to walk with you and, and they achieve the goals, whether that's pace, distance, challenge, or simply having more confidence being around people, you know, certainly notice those differences. Uh, and at a Christmas social every year, I do some presentations and I always say that I'm proud of every single one of my walkers, whether they walk one mile or a hundred miles, because I know the difficulties they've had to get to that, that particular goal. Um, and, and I really, really mean that when I say it. So you mentioned this last year and how difficult it's been for so many people. Has Nordic Walking helped you through lockdown? Yes, definitely. On a, on a personal level and a, on a business level as well, actually. Um, so on a personal level, it was it was kind of a bit of an escape, really, I suppose. I mean, I love being with my children, but having everyone in the house, you know, 24-7 and homeschooling. Um, so Nordic walking became my little bit of escape time, you know, just popping out for an hour each day clearing my head, you know, getting some headspace and, and yeah, just kind of grounding me. Uh, so on a personal level, as well as keeping me fit during that time, it obviously had lots of, um, you know, mental health benefits again. Um, and as a group, we organised lots of virtual activities for our walkers, um, which helped to keep me motivated and, and also them. It kept them focused and motivated through our lockdowns. Uh, we did virtual relays. We did treasure hunts using the What Three Words app. We did photo challenges distance challenges some mindfulness exercises technique tips so we tried to have something every day that people could tap into if they wanted to if they didn't that was absolutely fine but for those that did I think they got some significant benefits out of those those activities during lockdown so it's been brilliant that's really lovely to hear that the group was still able to keep active throughout I think you've done a brilliant job of um, keeping that going well done thank you <laughs> Today we're wanting to talk particularly about pace and I wondered if you could explain to listeners exactly what you mean firstly by pace and then what the difference is between a moderate and a strenuous pace. Yeah, of course. So in simple terms, the pace um, is basically the rate of activity, so how fast you're going, whether you're walking, you're running or you're cycling. Um, and with 
Nordic walking, there are two aspects to pace. Uh, so the first is your step rate or how quickly you move your feet, or that's also called cadence. Uh, and the other, the second aspect is your stride length, which is the distance from your toe on one foot to the distance to the toe on the other foot. And there are lots of ways to measure intensity of exercise, but without getting too technical, uh, a moderate pace is one in which it gets your heart beating faster and you're breathing harder, but you should still be able to have a conversation if you're with somebody. Uh, and a strenuous pace means you should then start to find it difficult to have that conversation. So that's a really simple gauge for most people to, to work out which level they're, they're working at. And so what benefits does somebody gain by increasing the pace at which they walk? Okay, so I think the important thing to remember with exercise um, is that our bodies very quickly become accustomed to the exercise that we do. And so if you want to keep improving your overall fitness, you need to keep changing aspects of your exercise programme. You kind of need to step outside of your, your comfort zone, really. The fitness instructors use the, the FIT principle, which is an acronym, um, F-I-T-T, and you need to change one or more of those aspects in order to keep getting your fitness gains. So if we look at the F first, which is frequency, so that's how many times you Nordic walk in a week, for instance. So if you're already walking once and you want to see some fitness gains, you need to increase that to two or three times a week. Intensity is the I, and that's how much effort you're putting in. So that's where the pace aspect comes in, in terms of intensity. Uh, T is for time, and that's how long you exercise for. So if you Nordic walk normally for 30 minutes, you probably want to start increasing that up to an hour. And then type, and that's the type of exercise that you're doing. So you might want to add in some squats, push-ups, balance exercises, etc., which we do in some of our classes. So all of those things or aspects of them help us to um, get some fitness gains and keep increasing how fit we are. So increasing pace um, is, is part of intensity of which we're working. The immediate effects are that you're increasing your calorie burn. Um, you can increase your weight loss, which is fabulous. There's improved heart health, um, including blood pressure and lowering blood sugars. Uh, mental health benefits, obviously, you improve mood because you're releasing um, the hormones that enable us to feel better about ourselves. And an overall lowered risk of mortality. So lots of physical and mental health benefits to pushing outside your comfort zone. Well, I have to admit, in the run up to doing this interview with you, I did a little experiment myself. I um, just did a little loop round near where I live four times over four days. And I was listening to a metronome as I did it. And I started with the metronome set at 110 beats per minute. And at that rate, I felt very comfortable. My technique, I would I rated as being absolutely perfect because I wasn't particularly out of breath. So I could really focus on it. And each day mm -hmm. I increased the beats per minute by 10. And by the time I got up to 140 beats per minute, my heart rate had gone from 88 to 115 beats per minute at 140 and it was I was out of breath I had to concentrate so hard to maintain good technique form and um, I, looking on my Fitbit which I know isn't the most accurate um, measure but it's a bit of a measure I was either in cardio or in fat burn mode rather than um, when I was at 110, I was in the below zone level for quite a long time. So I definitely felt mm. a huge difference by increasing my rate at which I was going. So I wanted to ask you how you go about increasing somebody's pace. 
Yeah, sure. So if we look at those two aspects of pace, um, we look at step rate first or cadence. So as you mentioned, you need to use a metronome for this. It's the easiest thing to do. So you can download a free metronome app for anyone, it doesn't matter, onto your phone. And use the metronome when you're walking on your own and find a beat which fits in comfortably with your, your normal pace. And once you're walking comfortably, look at increasing the beats per minute on the metronome by 10 beats per minute increments and try to walk in time with it. And this is a great way to stay focused when you're walking on your own. And if you can find music actually with a similar beats per minute rhythm, then that works really well as well. And, and obviously it's a bit more interesting than just listen to the, the tap, tap, tap of the metronome. Um, so to give you an idea of how that works, a gentle pace walk is, is something around 90 beats per minute. Moderate pace walk, as you mentioned, about 110 to 120. Strenuous, you need to be pushing it up to about 130, 140 beats per minute. And then something more challenging, you're looking at 150 plus, and then you're kind of moving into the realms of starting to run, really. So that gives you a rough guide of where you need to be. At 140, I felt that I was wanting to start to run. But do you think if I were to keep up going at 140 on a regular basis, that that would feel easier after a while? Yes, definitely. I, th I think the important thing with this is, is to mix it up with your walking. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of people mixing up their, their pace and their distances, um, because, again, that works into the, the fit principle. Um, you know, so do a short burst at something in about 140 beats per minute and then drop it back to about 110, 120. And, and that's the way that you, you get your, your fitness gains. The other aspect of, of pace is the stride length. Um, and this is down to your, your Nordic walking technique. So you need to start to increase your arm swing so that your hand comes back past your hip uh, and simultaneously what you'll find is that your stride needs to increase or will increase at the same time so that in that that aspect of Nordic walking increases your stride length so if you're Nordic walking UK trained that's called gear three and I believe if you're British Nordic walking it's around a step six seven is that yes yeah step right. six. yeah yeah so the combination of the increased step rate and your increased stride length will give you an overall increase in your pace. So you can work on one aspect of pace and then move to the other and then try and combine them together. And it, it's um, I run this specific training session uh, with my walkers called Working Up to Workout. And we use looking at step rate and, and stride length um, individually. And then we put them together during this session. And I found it just gives people the confidence to know they can they can walk faster. A lot of it is mental. I know that physically they're very capable of, of going at a faster pace, but it's about giving them the confidence to know that they can and to be able to increase it gradually over time. And, and eventually they'll be able to join a faster pace walk than they were a few months ago. And you're an endurance walker, aren't you? So is there a pace that you find is the optimum level for maintaining form over long distances? Yeah, so with long distances, um, you, you want to walk at a slower pace. In Nordic Walking UK, gears, we, we call it gear one or gear two, not much not much higher than that really um, so you want to bring your pace right down uh, and you're really on endurance walking you're looking at conserving your energy rather than burning energy so you might work in a very different way to what you would normally do on a, an hour's walk in the week for instance where you want to get maximum workout for instance in your hour on an endurance walk you could be working I mean I've walked for 20 hours you know non-stop pretty much um, so you're really looking at conserving your energy then so the technique is, is you know slightly different you don't want to be really, you know, working hard and increasing your heart rate, etc. You want to be conserving all those things. That's a huge achievement. 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
thank you. <laughs> and I just wanted to ask what role age and or gender plays in the pace at which somebody mm -hmm. can walk? Okay, so I think with Nordic walking, the one of the key things is that it's um, you can work at the level that really suits you. Um, and there is no reason why either of those factors has to affect how, how fast you go. Um, it's important you do work at a level that's suitable for you. But with regular, regular Nordic walking, um, there's no reason why that is a barrier to achieving pace or achieving distance um, at all. Um, just build up gradually, I think, is the key thing. Now, as you know, this podcast is called Walking On Air. And I'd like to ask you before the end of the interview, what your top tip is for walking on air? Oh, I think with this, it has to be to join a group, join a Nordic walking group. Undoubtedly, walking on your own will give you the physical benefits of Nordic walking, but that extra feel-good factor that you get with being with people, exploring new places, being part of a community, and essentially making exercise fun, um, that is what's going to help you walk on air. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, Tracy, And um, thank you so much for sharing all your expertise on pace. You've explained it really well and really eloquently. And I really, really appreciate you coming on here today and sharing that with us all. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, Mary. And if anyone has any questions, do feel free to, to contact me. I'm always happy to offer advice on this or any other aspect of Nordic Walking. That was Tracy Reeve of Nordic Walking Watford. I think she explains pace so clearly and brilliantly and how important it is to vary your pace according to the distance you are covering and according to what you are trying to achieve from a session. As Tracy mentioned, there are lots of great metronome apps in the App Store that you can download onto your phone to help you walk at a particular pace. She also made the great suggestion of finding some music to walk to with the same beat. Now, I have consulted one of my children and learnt that if you go onto Spotify and type in 120 beats per minute or whatever pace you want, 130, 140, into the search box where you would normally type the name of an artist or a song, you will be presented with several playlists that match that cadence. And as Tracy said, that will be a more interesting thing to listen to. If you do want to get in touch with Tracy, I will put a link to her email in the show notes. Anyway, my huge thanks to Tracy Reeve of Nordic Walking Watford. I really hope that you enjoyed Walking On Air and that it has inspired you to get outside. If you have any questions about Nordic Walking or a story that you want to share, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening, and if you have enjoyed doing so, then I would be extremely grateful if you could spare 30 seconds to like and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on, and hit the subscribe button. It will help spread the word about Nordic Walking and about this podcast. Do join me next week. Finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.